Hey there, and welcome to the devotional. I'm Walter, the dyslexic bilingual hillbilly and pastor of the Rhine River Baptist Church. Today is Wednesday, December 21st, 2022. And today we'll be looking at um, Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7, as we draw closer to Christmas and think about Advent and the coming of Christ. Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7 says this, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom, to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform it or perform this. <clears throat> As we look at this passage, there is so much in here and I'm not going to be able to in just 10 minutes uh, cover it all. Uh, there's absolutely no way to cover it all uh, in this. But as I start to look at this, uh, I'm just overwhelmed with uh, some of the things that just stand out about this. We talked about this a little bit yesterday, his birth, but uh, here it makes it plain again that a child will be born. He had to be born. Christ needed to be born uh, so that he could be one of us. He could be all human, 100% human, so he could redeem us. Um, that was part of his plan. His birth is well documented. Uh, anyone that says that Jesus did not exist is denying historical fact. Uh, his birth is well documented. Um, we see it in two of the Gospels, uh, Matthew and Luke. Uh, we also see, um, or we see that he was... Uh, he was given by the Father, and um, we read this in John 3.16, uh, or you can just quote it. Most of us have probably learned this uh, from a child, uh, but it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. He was a gift from the Father. You can also look at Romans chapter 8, verse 32. It says, he that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? When I think about the gift that God has given to us, I think so much of the time we just take it for granted and we don't even think about this idea of a son being given. Um, I'm getting to play with my grandson quite a bit and just enjoying him and just the the thought of a child being given, um, that brings so much joy to a family. And I think in our generation especially, um, young people are just uh, neglecting it and they're not um, appreciating the gift that God has uh, given to them of being able to have children. Uh, having children is one of the greatest things in the world. Um, I just uh, am, am so blessed uh, by the children that we have, but we realize that uh, Christ was a gift to us from the Father. Um, he, we see as we, we go on further, 
Um, it says, and the government shall be on his shoulders. Um, I've heard this explained a couple of different ways that the government was uh, oppressing him from birth, that it was on his shoulders from the time he was born, Herod having the babies killed there in uh, Bethlehem, um, that they were trying to oppress him from early on. Uh, but a different way to look about look at this is that he was born of the kingly line. He was the only one that could uh, reign as king, being that he was from David's line from Joseph. Um, but he was inherit. Uh, he was, as you, if you will, adopted uh, by Joseph. Uh, therefore, the curse that was was given back. Uh, Jeremiah gave a curse uh, to one of the kings that uh, none of his line would continue on because of what he did uh, with the prophecy that Jeremiah gave him. Um, but we also see that he was uh, from the kingly line uh, on his mother's side uh, through Nathan. Uh, so you have Solomon following down the Solomon line uh, on Joseph's side, and you have uh, the kingly line running back to Nathan, uh, another one of David's sons, uh, on Mary's side, we see that in Luke chapter 3, verses 23 through 38, we see the uh, genealogy in Matthew uh, chapter 1, verses 1 through 17 of Joseph and his lineage. Um, along with that, uh, as we move on down, and he shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, prin the Prince of Peace. All of these names that are given here. Wonderful. How many times did people say, he's wonderful. Look at what he just did. Every time that he healed somebody, uh, every time that he showed compassion on somebody and touched somebody. I think about the leper that had not been touched for years. And Jesus, he comes to Jesus asking Jesus to help him. And Jesus, before he heals him, reaches down and touches him and then heals him. What compassion he had. That leper must have said, he's wonderful. Counselor, we have not had any greater counsel than the Sermon on the Mount. It's the greatest sermon ever preached. And how often do we just neglect it? But he is a great counselor there. Um, the mighty God, uh, when the disciples were out on the sea and they woke Jesus up and said, we're, we're about to perish here in the sea. And, and he goes and he says, peace be still. And the sea is calm. They worshiped him. Um, he, if, if he wasn't God, he shouldn't have accepted that worship, but they worshiped him. He's the mighty God, the creator of everything. Colossians, uh, tells us that by him and for him were all things created. So no, the mighty God, the everlasting Father. And, and this is one that some people will raise and say, this doesn't make any sense because he's God the Son, not God the Father. But um, through his sacrifice, we are made children of, of God. That being said, that makes it where he can be called our Father. Uh, he is the everlasting Father, and he will never perish there. Um, the Prince of Peace. Um, has anyone ever been more peaceful than him? Uh, I forget where I read this, uh, but it's been years ago that I read that uh, Napoleon made this statement that 
uh, he and all the other world conquerors before had they had conquered the world but they had done it through force and through violence and through uh, arms but Christ is the only one that conquered the world through peace. He is the Prince of Peace. He doesn't come in and demand that we worship Him. He allows us to choose to worship Him. What an amazing, an amazing thing. He he has every right to demand that we fall down in front of Him and worship Him. But at this time, He does not demand it. He's allowing us to choose to worship Him. What a peaceful, peaceful Prince of Peace. So, uh, of the increase of his government uh, and peace, there shall be no end. When we look at what has happened to the world through Christianity, Christianity has uh, spread throughout all the world, and it continues to spread. Uh, today, in our day and age, the places that are most uh, hostile to the gospel are the places where the gospel is spreading the fastest. And the places where the gospel has been preached for years, they're the places where they're rejecting it. Uh, here in the United States, in Europe, uh, those are the places that are now the new dark continents. Uh, just the craziness that's coming out because we have rejected the Prince of Peace. Um, but his government continues to spread, and people that receive him and make him king of their hearts, his government is still moving forward, and it will never end. Um, he will establish judgment and justice, and, and this is something that I love. When we judge ourselves and say we're sinners, and we come to him, he has paid the price, therefore he can pardon us, and give us freedom justly. He's not doing it uh, just out of a whim or because he wants to. He's paid the price, and, and he can legally give us freedom from from the wages of sin because he's paid that price. So uh, as we look through this whole verse from top to bottom, uh, it's just a wonderful description of who Christ is. And I hope we'll never forget it and we'll never take this for granted, uh, but that we'll meditate on it and think about the zeal of the Lord of hosts. He will perform what he said he will do. And I hope you'll let him perform that in your life uh, today. Um, that being said, uh, we'll have tomorrow and then I probably won't do another podcast until after Christmas. So, uh, But we'll continue on with the theme of Christ and just looking at him uh, from different angles. So I hope this has been a blessing to you. I, I know it's a blessing to me to study these out and just to see this. And, and I hope the more that you hear about Christ, the more you fall in love with him. So until uh, tomorrow, auf Wiedersehen.